Galatians chapter 3, starting at verse 7. And I'm going to set the table for you tonight to help you to understand, um, basically, where we stand at this point in time and, and what we should expect about what's happening right now. Galatians 3, verse 7. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce, and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Listen to verse 10. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who, do, who does not continue to do everything in the book of the law. Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us. Say that out loud. I don't, wherever you are, if you're with people, doesn't matter. Say, I am redeemed. He redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. I'm gonna, I have a few more verses to read. Um, but Actually, no, I'm going to stop there. Yeah, I'm going to stop there. Actually, I'm going to just skip over to verse 18. Hey, Lynn, good to see you. I'm going to skip over to verse 18. Is Mel here? I didn't see her sign in. See what happens when I'm looking down. Okay. Um, verse 18. For if the inheritance depends on a law, then it no longer depends on a promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. Now, I want you to understand a couple of things from this portion of scripture. Number one, through faith in Jesus, we are children of Abraham. That's what it says, right? Understand that those who believe are children of Abraham, that we're justified by faith, that we are redeemed from all the curse of the law. And I wanna read you a note from my study Bible around this portion of scripture. Listen carefully to this. This is extremely important because I, 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 if you follow me on Instagram, I called this broadcast, Know Your Covenant, because there are far too many Christians who have absolutely no idea the covenant that exists. Um, okay, so listen to these notes that are based around this portion. Christ has brought us back from the curse of the law. We are no longer in bondage to it. Christ has freed us from all these things being made a curse for us. Because that's what it said in the scripture, that cursed, uh, where is it? Curses everyone who, who's hung on a tree, right? He was made an atonement for us. Whatever was offered as the atonement for sin was considered as bearing the punishment due to sin. If Listen to this. 
if sin, sickness, pain, suffering, and death, and all the effects of sin were a part of the curse, then they are all atoned for and removed from us in God's plan. Remember we're talking about God's plan? You have to understand God's plan for you. Um, Sheba, in answer to your question, well, because the Jews, okay, that's, oof. Sheba, we'll talk about it later, because then that's going to, I want to make sure I get to, uh, to finish this, because that's like a whole other topic. Okay, I want to read this scripture. This is very important, because we under, now remember, remember, what, what, what did we learn? Through Christ, we're justified by our faith. And therefore are our children of Abraham and heirs to that same promise that was given to Abraham. You know, it's funny because, um, like I said before, I, I truly believe that a, a big reason why a lot of people, um, um, don't experience the blessings of God in their life is because they don't even know that they can have any I'm, I'm, because they are, they don't understand the covenant that is in place the atonement christ the work that he did on the cross he he was stood in our place remember you know you remember all the the, the blessings and curses that you read in deuteronomy it's like he stood in our place right i, I read it again if sin sickness pain suffering and death and all the effects of sin were part of the curse, then they are all atoned for and removed from us in God's plan. So we understand that through Christ, we are heirs of that same promise. So now the question is, what's the promise? Let me go back, way back, to the book of, of Genesis. And there we see where God made his covenant with Abraham. So we'll start at Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people of earth will be blessed through you. Okay? Well, let's go over to Genesis chapter 15. Verse 1, God, the, the title over this uh, chapter, in my Bible at least, is actually said, actually says God's covenant with Abram, okay? Because he was still Abram at this point. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your very great reward. You know, the, 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 original language translation you know you know what it actually says it says your reward will be very great so if we understand that god promised abraham not only are you going to be blessed and and you're going to be a blessing and all people will be blessed through you but we also understand that god is our shield and our great reward those are powerful promises there's a lot of christians who have no idea about these promises, about this covenant that God made with Abram. Now let's go over to Genesis chapter 26 and verse 2. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, 
Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while and I will be, I will be with you and will bless you. There it is again. Blessing. Remember, who, who's Isaac? Isaac's the son of Abraham. And he's saying, I will bless you. For you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and I will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. So, so God is speaking to Isaac and he's telling them, I, I'm confirming that promise, that covenant that I made with your father Abraham. Now, you, you, th this is the problem that we often have when we're dealing with um, you know, what's happening in the world. And that we, we, we get caught up in, in oh, you know, um, this, this is just bad and we're going to have to, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen to us. And we everybody gets like the gas prices and this and that. And we're all focused on all these difficult things. I remember when God spoke to Isaac, what was happening? There was a famine. He was saying to Isaac, I will bless you. So could you imagine Isaac probably thinking to himself, well... I don't know how that's going to happen because, you know, the gas prices are really high right now. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how, how I could possibly be, be blessed. I don't even know how I'm going to pay for the, you know, there's going to be a food shortage and, 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 you know, and that's how, I, that's how people talk now. It sounds silly. Of course, I, you probably think to yourself, of course, Isaac wouldn't say that, but why is it okay for us to say it? We shouldn't be speaking that way. What did God say to Isaac? I will confirm the oath that I swore to your father, Abraham. And we know that he's our father too. You understand that? Now, I, I, and I, I mentioned this before in my, in my intro, that, um, you know, th that, that the, the, we can't pray against Bible prophecy. So we do understand that, yes, this world is getting darker. The, 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 things are getting difficult. Jesus said, then in the last days, you know, wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and, and all this stuff. We understand that it's happening. We can't, <laughs> it, we can't say, because again, this, this is a mistake that people could make by saying something like, oh, you know, please, Lord, you know, no wars. I don't want any wars. I, I just want peace. You can't pray that because that's not what the Bible says. You're basically then praying against scripture if you pray like that. No, you have to understand. That's why I want to make sure it's clear. Understand what your covenant is. I want to read a scripture, a very important scripture. This one, for me, I pray this scripture all the time. Because I, 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 I understand that the world is, is getting darker. I understand that, that, that there's difficult times in, in, in the time that we're living in. But look what it says. Read, read with me. Exodus chapter 10, verse 22. It says, so Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Listen to the last part. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. This is how we have to understand our situation as we face the, the, the times that we're living in. That yes, it might be dark for the people of the world, but there is going to be a light that shines over us as the children of God, as heirs to the promise of, to Abraham that we will be blessed and we will be a blessing. 
and, and to Isaac, that he thrived in the midst of a famine, that he dug wells, and that, and that people were envious of him. How is he so prosperous? That's what people say of us. That's right, Bruno. There's no point that we should ever be in fear. I'm sure. I mean, we know how the Israelites were. We know that they complained a lot. You know that there were always, there's always something wrong. I could just imagine that when the, the plague of darkness are thinking like, oh man, we're not going to be able to see, uh, we're not going to be able to, 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 to do our crops and stuff, and all the crops are going to die, there's no sunlight shining on them, right? You, this is a big deal. You probably think to yourself, what's the big deal? Well, okay, I don't know, maybe you think it's a big deal, but three days of darkness, it's a big deal when you understand where people lived at the time. No sunlight for three days? That's a problem. But what happened where the Israelites lived? Light shone on the Israelites. It was dark everywhere around them. But there was a light that shined on them. All You know, there's a reason why you see the same things happening all throughout Scripture. How God's children were always rescued. Were always brought out of difficult times. And honestly, they suffered because the times they were disobedient. That, that's when they had a hard time. Read the book of Joshua. Joshua was, uh, he was like, he never sinned. He never did anything. The only time they had trouble, one time. Why? Because there was sin in the camp. That's when, that's when they, they, there was a problem. The rest of the time, God was with them. He rescued them. He helped them. We're learning about Joshua now on Friday nights. So there was just only, only one time where it, where it wasn't working out. Right? So you have to understand your place as a child of God. You're not subject to the same things that the world is subject to. You're not subject to the darkness that falls over this world. Yeah, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. I just realized that I forgot my water upstairs. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be all right. Oh, that's annoying. Anyways, I just, that scripture in Exodus chapter 10, I, I, I always write it down if, if you, um, if you're taking notes or whatever. Exodus chapter 10, 22 and 23, because to me, that is a, one of the best un representations of what's happening. Did, did, um, did Moses have to pray ag against the darkness? No, he just knew that God would provide the light. So we don't, we don't pray. It's a misguided prayer to say, Lord, you know, please bring peace to everybody. Um, oh no, Lynn, it take me, I'd have to go all the way upstairs. You'd be staring people. Everybody would sign off. No. And I'm not going to take this with me. If this was my, if this was my personal Instagram page, I would take you guys with me upstairs to get my water, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so we, we, you know, oh Lord, please, you know, stop with no more wars. I don't want any more of this. What did Jesus say? Wars and rumors of wars, right? You can't pray against that, but you understand that while there is darkness, God will provide the light. He will provide for you and he will provide for me. Why? Because we are in covenant with him through Christ. If, if you remember nothing else from tonight's teaching, remember that. 
Remember that you are in covenant with God through Christ. That as a, 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 a follower of Christ, as someone who made the decision to say, I'm with you for the rest of my life. I want to read a psalm because this psalm um, is extremely important because it's, it's um, actually before I get to that, you know, I'm going to say this, and I talked about it a bit before, you know, I know that there's an agenda coming and I know, and you guys send me stuff all the time and you post stuff all the time about, you know, they're going to do this and, and th this bill is in the works and, and all this kind of stuff. I'm going to put it to you this way. Yeah, she, but that's the, listen, I don't want anybody to be hurt or, or, you know, you understand what I'm saying. And what I'm trying to say is that like, if we were, we can't pray for world peace because it's just, that's not what, what the plan is right now. Um, but we certainly pray for the people who, who suffer because there are a lot of people that end up suffering. You know, wars would be a lot easier if it was just like, like the government's just like fighting with each other, like, um, like yelling at each other and then, um, nothing else happening. That would be easier. Um, so I want you to understand remember what I mentioned before that the devil, there are limitations to what he can do. There's no pre, um, tribulation, tribulation. There's no, um, mark of the beast light before the real one comes in. Yes. We see the systems, we see the, um, the setup, we see like stuff that's going to look, um, super familiar to, to what you're going to see happening in the tribulation. But so long as the church is still here, our job is to be the restrainer. So this is, this is the word for, for the day when it comes to this, the word that, 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 that was just came to my spirit is, is delay that, that the plans that they want to put into place, we know um, that they're going to keep pushing for it to happen. But that, 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 that it would be delayed until we're out of here. Because just like it said in that scripture, in, in I believe it's First Peter, when it says that God's not slow about keeping his promise, um, but he wants to see more people get saved. You know what, you know what it's like? Um, there's this old TV show. Um, it's called the King of Queens. I don't recommend it. Don't watch it, but it had some funny moments. And there's this, this episode where they found out that they had mold in their house, like all through the walls, it was gross. And so they had to hire a company to come in and get rid of all this mold. And this company, they're very, very, like they're good. Like they, 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 they do a good job, but, um, uh, they, they, they were very, they're always late. They would break things all the time. They, they would wake them up early in the morning. And like, they were super, like, they were really annoying. They're taking a really long time to get the job done. And, and so the, basically the, the main characters on the show, it's a husband and wife. And the wife was just so irritated. She just wanted to like, and she's very feisty. She's a feisty woman. And she just wanted to like unleash on them and like tell them off. But the husband was like, no, no, no. Like wait until they finish because if you, because if, if you say one wrong thing to them, they get upset and they don't come back. That that's how this company is. They're, they're strange. So every day they'd be super annoyed. They'd be sitting at the breakfast table, like noise everywhere. They'd be freezing cold because there was like a hole in the wall. They're just waiting for this job to be done. And then on the last day, 
They finished the job. And so the husband says to them, he's like, you guys, you're sure you're finished? You're sure everything's done? And the guy's like, yep, we're 100% done. And he goes, he goes, all right, my wife wants to say goodbye. <laughs> so he goes to the wife, he's like, all right, go, go for it. And the wife just like unleashes on them and just like, just tells them off for, for everything. That's what it's kind of like. That it's like, you know, the husband's saying, wait, 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 not yet, not yet. And then once our job is done, it's like, all right, go ahead, do your thing. Go ahead, go nuts. You know what I mean? So as the church, we're, we're standing in the way of allowing basically the devil to have free reign and do whatever. Because remember what it says in the book of Revelation, that he will overcome God's people. And we know that while we're on this earth as the church, that we have dominion through Christ. So the devil cannot overcome us. Now I want to read a psalm. So, so again, um, so you, you can't look at this as, because I, um, I know how much we're fed up. Believe me, I'm fed up too. It's been a long time. You know, I just want to put all this behind us. Yeah, that, that would be nice. But we have to keep our guard up and understand what, um, what they're trying to do. And understand that, well, wait a minute. Our job is to restrain this from happening to full fruition. So they're gonna, they're gonna, you're going to keep hearing stuff. Oh, they want to do this. Oh, they want to do that. Just remember though. Remember. Our job is not yet done. So until it's done, it can't be unleashed yet. Not yet. It will, but not yet. So I want to read, uh, this is one of my absolute favorite Psalms. It's a long one, but it's okay because I think it's important to understand um, the truths from this Psalm because it has poof, everything in it pertaining to, to specifically what we're going through at this current point in history. Psalm 37, if you have your Bibles, follow along with me and, and, and get, get these words into your spirit. Understand, um, you know, what God's trying to say from this scripture. Psalm 37, do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. For like grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. So you know straight off the bat, there is a limitation to these, to these wicked people. That even when the tribulation is going on, remember, what did we just learn in, in, in church yesterday? That, that, that Satan will be bound, that he's going to be let out for a little while, and then it's, it's done for him. So there's going, there, there, there's going to be a point where we know that, that these evildoers, they're going to wither away. Okay? Verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. You know, it's interesting because in the previous verse, it's talking about these, these evil men. Um... Be envious of those who do wrong. Yeah, I like that. We're slowing down their plans. That I like that because, like I mentioned before, if you think, if you think that God's fine with preachers not being able to get on a plane, no way. Don't worry, it's gonna stop. It's gonna stop. For now. 
for and then look hey once we're gone boy they could do whatever they want that's why you must you must Make sure that you're ready for when Jesus comes back for his church. Because you do not, if you think this is tough, if you think 2020 to 2022 has been difficult, it's nothing compared to what's about to come in the tribulation. So you don't want to be here. Don't take your chances. You don't want to be around. You want to be way out of here. So enjoy safe pasture. So what is that saying? That when you trust in the Lord and you do good and dwell in the land, in other words, dwelling in his promises, because um, in the Old Testament, it was like physical land that they had to take. In the New Testament, we're taking ground by, by resting in his promises, the promised land, God's promises for us. So when we dwell in God's promises, we enjoy safe pasture. We're, uh, keep going. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you living on the street because you couldn't buy gas. It doesn't sound like that to me. The justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. So that's why, listen, listen very carefully. That verse is key. Don't fret when men succeed because you could, you could probably look at the past two years and say to yourself, well, they did look at all this stuff they did to us. Yeah, they, they did some stuff. It didn't stop the church from, from bursting from the scenes. Now did, now did it, did it? No. It didn't stop the most growth I think we've ever had, right? It was annoying, extremely annoying, you know, but it, it certainly didn't stop the church from advancing, that's for sure. So it maybe felt like they were able to carry out some wickedness, and sure they did, but be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. Do not fret. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For, for evil men will be cut off. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Again, with the land. Inherit the promises. Those who hope in the Lord will inherit his promises. Which promises are those? The one through the covenant that we have through Christ. It all, you know, boy, the Bible all connects itself. Almost like it's written by the same person. Inspired, inspired by the same person. Verse 10. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy great peace. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. You know, that's how, that's how, if God laughs at them, then we should laugh too. You know, we, we that, that, that's our approach. We're not, why, stop acting like you're scared of them. What, don't, you're not, don't be scared of, your, of the government. Are you kidding me? They're just men. They're men carrying out wicked plans, but they're just men. They're not stronger than you. I, I don't like that. Like we're scared of what's the government going to do next? <sighs> what are they going to make us do? That's not, no, no. 
if the Lord's laughing at them, then we should be too. Because they probably think they've won, but we know who's already won. We know who already has the victory, right? So, so they're probably thinking to themselves, ah, we did it. No. That's right, Bruno. Very good. The government's not your keeper or your friend. No way. No way. Because, I mean, since when, when... I think I mentioned this last week. When have governments ever been good? They're pretty much always bad. There's like one here and there that's like, okay. Of course, the, you're right, Sheba. You better believe it. The government needs us because they need our money. They want our money. That's the whole... That's all of it. Anyways, again, I'm going to get into this because I want to finish reading the scripture. Verse 14. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy and slay those who, whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. People who... <laughs> People in power that are supposed to be serving us, because they are public servants, that take away people's jobs, take away their livelihood. Anyways, not getting into it. So, so listen to that. The wicked, their intention is to bring people down. But what's going to end up happening? Their swords will pierce their own hearts. So it's like, a, there's another scripture that says that, 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 um, that the sword of the wicked will be turned back against them, right? Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. We don't, we don't fret. Well, you know what, Lynn, people trust, people trust in politicians because, oh man. Anyways, because, because, they don't understand their covenant. That's why it's exactly why I called this broadcast Know Your Covenant. Because if you don't know, then you will be subject to what the government says because you look at them as your source. But we know that they're not our source. No man is our source. You know, what does the Bible say that God gives you the ability to create wealth? It's from Him. Yeah, they, they don't, people who don't know God, they have to trust in someone because our instinct is we have to trust in someone. We have to, we have to, we have to hope in something. It's, it's an instinct that's in us. And when you don't know God, you, you of course turn to people who make it seem like they're going to help you. Oh, I mean, here's the welfare check. So, you, you know, making it seem like they're doing something to help you, but they don't care about you. They never cared. Governments don't care. Yeah, how many times do I always say it? You know, I work for, for an organization that, that deals in a lot of different countries, poor countries. Um, that, you know, there's a, there's a reason why they're starving. Because the government doesn't want them to get food. You have to understand that. That's reality. That is reality. Oh man, your comments are good. I, I love that when you guys comment. I love when you guys participate and, and comment. But they go by fast and I miss them. So I apologize. <laughs> um, but I, I absolutely love your comments. Um, 
let's continue because I'm very quickly running out of time. Verse 18, the days of the blameless are known to the Lord and their inheritance will will endure forever. Listen to verse 19, guys. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. Don't worry about a food shortage. Whether there is one or there isn't one, you're not going to go without. No way. It's not possible. Then it means that the word of God is wrong. And we know that the word of God is never wrong. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemies will be like the beauty of the fields. They will vanish like smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, the promise, but those he curses will be cut off. Man, this is what a, this has to be maybe one of the best Psalms. I mean, okay, guys, toss up. Oof, this is a tough one. So we got Psalm 91, which is my all time favorite, but Psalm 37, boy, it, it is like, wow. And I'm not even done. Just wait till you hear the rest of it. I mean, if the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. Though he stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. You're not, you're not going to be in lack. You're not going to, you're not going to, your, your steps are firm. Your foundation is firm. You are not on shaky ground. Other people might be, but you're not. Listen to verse 25, one of the best, maybe one of the best in the whole Bible. Boy, there's a lot of great ones. I was young and now I am old and I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. (laughs) I agree, dad. It's true. Psalms are timeless. Psalms, listen, if if you want to do get down to like really like like hardcore study of context and and when it comes to scripture, Psalms are timeless. They're forever. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. How are we supposed to help the poor and lend freely if we don't have any money? If we're poor ourselves, how are we supposed to help? Turn from evil and do good, then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. You will not be forsaken. You're not going to be out on the street. You're not going to be... Man. They will be protected forever, but the offspring of the wicked will be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Lots about the land. Promises. The mouth of the righteous man utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks what is just. The law of God is in his heart. His feet do not slip. So just firm foundation. You know, uh, you won't be forsaken. You won't be begging for bread. You'll be able to lend freely. So you're going to be helping other people. You're not going to be needing help. You're not going to be having to go to a soup kitchen and saying, I'm out of food. I can't feed my kids. No, you're going to be the one that people go to. Can I have some food? That's what it's going to be like. I'm telling you, not because it sounds nice. 
That's what the scripture says. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous, seeking their very lives. But the Lord will not leave them in their power or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a green tree in its soil, but he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless. Observe the upright. There is a future for the man of peace, but all sinners will be destroyed. The future of the wicked will be cut off. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord, for he is their stronghold in time of trouble. You could probably say that it's been a little bit of trouble lately. <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not brought down by trouble, but you, we could say, yep, yeah, there's been a bit of trouble. It's been, it's been a bit challenging. But remember, we're challenged, but we're not defeated. So we could be challenged, sure, but we're never defeated. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Where is your refuge? Where is your refuge? I know where my refuge is. I take refuge in the Lord because it's inexplicable. It's inexplicable to, to sit here right now and to say, oh, don't worry. Doesn't matter what the, what the, what the gas prices do. It doesn't matter if there's a food shortage in the natural that doesn't make any sense, right? But in the spiritual, we understand that we'll never be forsaken and the Lord will always deliver us and save us and protect us. We'll never be begging for bread. We'll never be without. We'll never be in lack. If you are, it's because you don't understand your covenant. You need to, that's why I talked about it at the start. If you think for one second that the, that the, the, the plan for your life is to just suffer and have no, you know, be poor and, and, and you, you know, you, you're on welfare. What good are you to anybody? It's like, I want you know, I remember when, when I was a kid, it's like, there's, there's like this mentality that it's like, you know, the more poor you are, the better, you know, you got to be humble. And what help are you to anybody? You know, like I said, I work for an organization that what do we do? We collect money to send to poor people. If you're poor yourself, you can't even feed your own kids. How are you going to feed the kids in Africa? Like our, our, our thinking is just, it's so off. It's just, it's just off. But hey, guess what? That's why we get into the scripture so we could properly understand. That's right, Josie. It's like, like the Bible says that you surround us with your favor like a shield. We've been, our church especially, has been surrounded from day one with favor inexplicably how we're like you know what you know what we're like um <laughs> well sheba i'm telling you that that was the mentality i'm just saying that well, that was a mentality i know you're right but this was the thing you know the, the, the less you have the better oh we don't need anything okay well you you probably need a roof over your head and you know you might want to have some food to eat that would be helpful i mean you know anyways but that's uh, don't worry we understand better now you know, it's inexplicable. It's like, it's like we're Isaac, where the, where the people were mad at us. Why are they flourishing? Why are they doing well? 
trying to stop us. You understand that? That's, that's what we have experienced for over a year. People hate to see that we're prospering and we're growing and we're, 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 you know, we're, we're, we're full of joy. We're happy. You know, Sheba, what you could do is you could go on a park bench with a clock in a bag and pretend it's a sandwich. <laughs> Anyways, you know, it's, it's the same. It's, nothing's changed. People, people have not changed. They hate, they hate, <laughs> they hate when God's people are, are flourishing. They don't want to see it. They don't like it. And just like in Isaac's time, <laughs> just like, just like in Isaac's time where they stopped up the wells, he just dug more and God provided. God will always provide a way out when the enemy's trying to stop you. Always. He's going to give you godly wisdom, how to figure it out. Oh man, the best, the best. Let's pray. Pray, join your faith with me today. You know, this isn't just nice words and, and, and I'm just reading things and it's like whatever. No, get it into your spirit. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So the more that you hear the scriptures, the more that faith is just built up in you. So that when you pray, it's like you're not praying like, Lord... Please help us. No, you're saying, thank you, Lord. Let, let, we'll pray now. Father, thank you. Thank you for always providing. Thank you that, that, that we never have to be in lack. Thank you that, that, that we're the head and not the tail. Thank you that we're above and never beneath. Thank you that we'll be the lender and not the borrower. Thank you that we'll never go hungry. Thank you that your promises are true. Thank you that you surround us with your favor like a shield. Thank you that even in the times of famine, we will prosper. Thank you that even when the enemy try to stop up our wells, that we'll just dig more and there'll be an abundance of water. Thank you, Lord, that you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you that even when it seems like the wicked are flourishing, that you will shine a light over your people. Thank you, Lord, for the atonement that has come to us through Christ, that we are no longer subject to the curse of the law, but rather we have been set free from every curse of that, uh, every curse of sin, every sin, every sickness, uh, um, every pain, every suffering. Thank you, Lord, that we're set free through Christ. Thank you that your plan is for our good and not for our bad. Thank you that even over the last two years that there have been difficult times that you have taken what the enemy intended for evil and you've turned it for good. Thank you that even though the enemy roars loud like a lion, he is not a lion. He is not stronger than us. He cannot overtake us. He is under our feet. It is not his time yet. So thank you, Lord, for delayed plans. Thank you, Lord, that we're slowing down their agenda, that they realize it's back to the drawing board so that we can get back down to business. Thank you that we're never afraid of, of, of what they're, they're planning, that we don't read the news and allow fear to overtake us. That's right. Thank you. That no weapon that's formed against us shall ever prosper. That if God be for us, who then can ever be against us? So thank you, Father. I pray for, for every single person who's watching. 
whatever their area of concern is, remind them that you are our firm foundation, that our foot will never slip, that those who are righteous, those who are blameless will enjoy the good of the land, that the wicked, the enemy's sword will be turned back against them, that what was intended to hurt us will take them down. And we're not afraid of them and we don't worry about them. And we know that man is not our source, but God, you are our source. You are our father. You are our strong tower that we can run into you and be safe. So father, I thank you in Jesus name. Thank you that, that though this world is dark, that you provide a light that shines over us, that we, we prosper in the midst of famine, that we'll never be begging for bread. I thank you, Father. I thank you for your great promises. I thank you that your promises are true. I thank you that nothing in this word that you promise will ever return void. And I thank you that through Christ, that we inherit the same promises that you gave to Abraham, that you gave to Isaac, that they, they prospered in the midst of famine and so will we. That we never need be afraid and we never need worry. I, I thank you, Father. And I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. That mighty, powerful name. That name that's above every other name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, darkness has to flee. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, be with these that are watching. Bless them. Thank you for that blessing that is ours through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.